What up, TikTok? Hey, hope everybody's having a great Friday. Hey, don't let anything that's negative in your life dictate the rest of your life. Does that make sense? Hey, we all go through some hard times. We all go through some emotional stressors, maybe at work, maybe at home, whatever it may be. Don't let that dictate who you are and how you react to the rest of the things that life throws at you. Does that make sense? Like if you're feeling pissed off and angry all morning or all day, you're gonna take that energy and you're gonna present it to everybody else that surrounds you, your loved ones, your soldiers, whoever it may be. You're gonna use that negative energy and it's just gonna make everything worse. Try to be positive, pick something positive in life that's going really well, use that positive energy and let that dictate the rest of your day. We can harp on the negatives, we can harp on the bad things that are going on in life. It's not gonna help us. It's not gonna help us move forward. Stay strong, keep pushing, drive on, happy Friday. What's up, Trash Talkers? Hitting you up this morning with a special promo on how to dress when you're doing PT in civilians, but you want everybody to know you're an army. This comes from the Buddy Beckwith fashion design of how to work out. So first, you can notice the RI panties, not Ranger panties, but Ranger instructor panties, the green socks, the knee brace for the old guys. Don't forget the M frames. Now the shirt, don't wear the trash talk shirt while you're running. This is just for the promo. You wanna put on like an 80 second shirt or like your favorite airborne shirt. So everybody knows that you're a veteran. That's the most important thing. And you start with this stretch. Buddy Beckwith taught me this one. <sighs> Ready to go. So, I'm walking out of the gas station and my co-worker, who's an old MP, but we still claim him, uh, and he's, has engaged the man in conversation. Not much for conversation with strangers, but he's got the he's got the tab, so as I walk by, I say airborne, and the man responds with, and I quote, Oorah. So after I instructed my co-worker to slash every single tire before he put the car in gear, I look for the biggest rock. Uh, as I crow hop to throw it through his back window so he can stop posing as one of us, um, I actually wake up and realize that the man's ignorance had incapacitated me for a moment and I was daydreaming. I mean, because in that moment you got two options. I chose the third option and said, incorrect. That's an incorrect response. And I kept walking. The man said nothing and he pulled away. So you tell me. What is it, a stolen valor thing? No Marine's gonna have an airborne tab, and no paratrooper's gonna say, hit an oorah. So, you tell me, stolen valor. Hey y'all, going to work. I left, babe, I left you too. On the, on the refrigerator. I love y'all, I'm gonna go. Hey, go get dressed. Get ready for school. You're doing great. You know, around, chewing along, chewing along. Shit! Bad guys! Stop! Let me break it down, Barney. This is...
the Veteran Trash Talk Hour, hosted by Nick, Dave, Joe, and Buddy. Real warriors making fun of other real warriors. Try to not get triggered. <laughs> Boom, we are back. Welcome to episode 97 of the Trash Talk Hour. Shout out to our sponsors, 10th Mountain Whiskey. Check them out at 10thwhiskey.com. Type in VTT and get a discount. Special guest today is Jason Morrison, author of The Perfect Fucking Life. And get this, he's a Marine Recon veteran. Everyone know how he wrote the book. Recon. We're about to figure all that shit out, you know, maybe in Crown or whatever. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. And in today what? I'm joined in, whoa, by whoa, whoa, Nick Stan. Hold on. In Crown? What? Crown. 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 Crayon? crayon? I say, I say Crown. What did you just say? I did that for you, buddy. Dave, when did you stop working out? It's a, like you used to be Jack, bro. Did they, you took Triple XL, off man. Shit. Man, yeah. this dumpster fire is already kickstarting, yeah. isn't it? Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> buddy, I have to get you excited at the beginning of the show, man. I just want to get excited. You know? You I did get you excited. Look at you, man. I haven't seen yeah. you in like 30 days, man. It's been a while. I like your hair today. I, I like that uh, both of us are using our uh, our right to bear arms. We are. Right here on this show. Yeah, We are. We are. Like the guns are out. Yeah, yeah we couldn't yeah. release that episode because the JAG-OFF Corps said no. <laughs> yeah, the JAG-OFF Corps? Bullshit. Were yeah, you guys bullet. part of the uh, the small arms instructor course there yeah. in the Army? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, the, he's obviously the NCOIC of it. So we have. Uh, you're lucky that I haven't gotten my. Uh, well, since the uh, the show didn't come out, you're you'll you'll never know the plan to go get bare arms installed onto uh, my regular arms. Since I'm gonna. The, uh, I'm, second, nice. the second I like amendment. That. I'm gonna. Re- I'm gonna release. I'm gonna release the, the audio of that show for sure, it. though. I'm you releasing the audio of that show. Get a tattoo of that or something, buddy. Yeah. yeah so I mean, we were asking have... we were asking a lawyer how the Constitution worked. And so yeah. Buddy was going through all the, the first couple amendments of the of, you know, and the Bill of Rights, and was just like, so the right to bear arms, I should be able to have bear arms. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> Go get them. Like, it makes sense to me. And the lawyer's like, well, I guess it freaking says, yeah. dude. Hey, it also says that uh that, that I can't have seizures if I don't want them. So if you're epileptic, you should just go talk to the government because they just say you don't right sue the government because I, I have the right, right to no seizures. And yeah. here yeah. I am. I, I <laughs> There's the fix to all world yeah. problems, man. Yeah. Hey, just know your rights. <laughs> know your rights, man. <laughs> as soon as you start like falling over doing the kick and chicken. <laughs> Hey, uh, so let's kick this dumpster fire. Well, it already started, I guess, so that's good. Uh, we, we haven't been together in at least I like days. that angle that Mike you so, have going, Dave. I'm not going to say anything yeah. about that. Yeah. But it's, you it's like it? Pretty, yeah, it's pretty it's solid. kind of cute, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Goes back to the old days. Um, <laughs> in Germany. In Germany. With David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. I mean, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, who knows? But anyway, we're going to... Um, we always talk about conspiracies at the beginning of the show. So today we are going to talk about mermaids. All right. I kind of looked this up this morning. You know, my thing is UFOs, UAPs, whatever you want to call them, and aliens. But I was like, you know, this mermaid thing, I've seen some videos on YouTube. I'm like, I'm going to kickstart it with mermaids. So I did a little bit of research. And um, 
apparently they've been around for thousands and thousands of years okay there's actually paintings of course they have you know myth mythological creatures or whatever there's actually paintings in caves of mermaids um pirates like black bear you know black beard sorry not black bear black, black bear yeah mm. he uh he used to take his ship must have been a german you know, pirate he used to tell his crew to go to go a different direction <laughs> avoid certain waters because apparently um mermaids would out were out there and they would attack the ships and everything so he was yeah and extremely a pirate was never a lie <laughs> he was extremely <laughs> afraid of, of, of mermaids okay uh apparently christopher columbus spotted three mermaids okay while he was out there you know doing his thing um, in 1943, a bunch of Japanese soldiers um, on island, it's K Island is the name, they shot at a mermaid because they were on this island patrolling or whatever, and then they saw this mermaid in the water, and it was aggressive, so they started shooting at it. Kill okay? that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't kill it. it got, Everybody knows you got kill away. You record. <laughs> guess what? It got away. Well, right? Everyone knows you kill what you do not yeah. understand. Yeah. Japanese soldiers apparently can't shoot. And then in 2012, um, in Zimbabwe, there were a couple divers. They were going to go fix this dam. And uh, they swam there, tried to fix Zimbabwe, the dam. That's and then in they, South America. Yep. They saw, good job, Nick. And uh, they, <laughs> they tried exactly to fix this right. dam. And then they saw a mermaid in the water, or no several even. They swam away. They're like, fuck this shit. We're not, you know, we're not working on this dam. And then they hired another group of divers that came in and, uh, they saw the mermaids as well, and apparently the dam still isn't fixed. Nobody wants to touch those waters. Nobody wants to be close to the mermaids because apparently they will kill you. You're going to so, get your shot, um, buddy. You're going to get your you're shot. You're going to get your shot, buddy. I sent yeah. Chris some pictures. <laughs> I don't know if you put them up or not. So, yeah, they're up. They're up. Yeah, so that, that picture is apparently a mermaid that washed up somewhere in Britain. And I think it was in 2012. Killer whales. Body. Killer. Yeah, killer whales. I don't know. And then the one below is a uh, mummified mermaid. Apparently, three hundred years old. So they were up the Nile, so the the Egyptians got them. Obviously. Yeah, and that belongs. It's actually they keep it in Japan because if you eat the flesh of a mermaid, you're supposed to be able to live forever. So like really weird shit. Who knows, man? I don't know. I don't really believe in the mermaid thing. I mean, we do know like the ocean is what five percent explored. So there, you know, who knows what's in there? But mermaids probably not my thing. Um, so I'm just gonna give it a big fat no and say mermaids do not exist. Uh, What's your Even take? If they do, if Jason. they do, and you have the sack to eat yeah. out of friggin' mermaid, that'd be intense, right? And then you, you forever, deserve to right? live forever, bro. <laughs> I, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it would be fishy. It would be <laughs> extremely. Oh. <laughs> Don't watch this one, babe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, Jason, the guest gets right to go down, first. Bro. Give us your take. Are mermaids real? Is this all a bunch of bullshit? You know. Do they exist? I mean, what's your what's your thought? I mean, the ocean's pretty big. There's a lot of shit in there, you know, that we don't know about yet. So, you Absolutely. know, they could, they could be, uh, who knows what's going on down there. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fair question, um, especially when you see shit flopping around, you know. But, you know, we have, that's just probably all because, new, you know, all that toxic crap or dumping the straits of Malacca and yeah. shit, you know what I mean? nuclear crap and everything but if you have a fossilized mermaid for 300 years old you know i don't know that's that's something else there there i mean i think there is shit around on the earth that we don't know about i mean we've explored more of space than we have of the ocean yeah you totally know? like like it, it yeah well, that's because all you gotta do is look at space dave no you got right you just, you just got, look 
Yeah. Right. You can't look into the water. All right. Like, like, oh, it's blue. Right. Like, nice. Dude, I mean, oh. I spent a lot of time in the water. I was a, a diver in the Marine Corps. And I just, you know, I fu fucking hate the water. Fuck the water. Mm -hmm. It's cold. It's very wet. And then you get dirt all over you after you get out of it. And it just kind of yeah. makes everything shitty. <laughs> so if, you know, if there are mermaids, I mean, there's some bad, pretty badass creatures or whatever for, you know, being able to live and survive down there. And, but how, here's my question. How did they get this, you know, this aura around them is some beautiful freaking siren from the sea. I mean, you think about it. If you speak well, wrinkly yeah. and shit from being on the water all the time. And I don't, I don't yeah, yeah, we had a guy, the we history had a guy behind the siren is actually, it's, it's deadly. So when these pirates were out there and they'd hear the siren, they'd get drunk or whatever, and they'd want to go towards it. And then they yeah, would fall in the water and die. Some shit. And then, right. Yeah, and then it would McKenna, fall in the water and die. McKenna yeah. Gretchen, McKenna Gretchen on, uh, my grunt work says, well, yeah, weren't mermaid sirens, question mark? They seduced you and then killed you. Yep, yep. So, yeah, she's all over it. Yeah. Well, I would say, guys, uh, for the Army guys at least, stay away from mermaids. <laughs> we, we fear water. <laughs> well, Buddy doesn't. But Buddy uh, – yeah. What about uh, those two pictures, though? Like, I don't know. The second one is pretty weird. I think the first one is just, a, you know, some artist made that or whatever. The second one is definitely – that one is fucking weird. Yeah, those are that's creepy. I don't know about the first one though, you know. Yeah. I mean, that just looks like an undeveloped fetus. Yeah, like so that was the first abortion in Africa, right kill there. It. there yeah, you go. Kill it. <laughs> <Shit>. yeah. <laughs> All right. So Jason says they exist. Awesome. Buddy, what's your take? Um, there's so much about your uh what you just with to unpack, if you will, yeah, from what you it. just talked about. Like, first of all. <laughs> What the what does an aggressive part human part fish do? Like, do they just jump up on your boat and then flop around and like grab at you? Yeah, so let me let me hit on that real quick. Um, I guess they talked about in the pat because they're part human, so you know, when we evolved and everything, that there is a certain group of humans that you know, instead of looking for the, the Amish, the well, no, Amish no, 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 instead of like looking basically. for resources on earth. They started looking for resources in the water, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. So they kind of evolved into these water people. Like, I don't know, man. It sounds crazy. I know. But like, that's what historical data, like scientists. Who historical data. Not, not historical data. data. It's not historical data. What scientists have said, okay, is Hola. that they're part human, no, I, you know, part fish or whatever. Say hi. She so, can, I don't is, know. She is she allowed to talk on Saturdays? Can she say something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it, baby. Hello, mate. Hey. This is my best hey. friend right here. Hey, how do we know she doesn't have fins? No. Uh, you oh, know, oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, mermaid, she could be oh, a mermaid. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's why I think they exist. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. If they get aggressive, you'll have to shoot at them. So, uh, the aggressive you, baby. water mermaid people i don't know i uh i feel like if uh first of all the whole so you're just saying they can't be aggressive like that's weird like why are they aggressive? No, I just feel like it's weird if you're, <laughs> no if shit never, <laughs> never actually been on a boat or a ship in my life where i was worried about something coming out of the water well you didn't hear the sirens aggressive. they didn't, they didn't, they didn't. If, I was, 
If you're I'm right. Nick is right. Water. They didn't seduce you. They weren't after you, man. If yeah, you obviously don't water. fit the mermaid, pro, like, you know, the type. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. it's not down. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah but bro, here, let, think about because this. Because I'm a lesbian, they don't want me. That's so as a combat diver, stuff. as a uh, combat diver, buddy, you never, uh, you never spotted any mermaids, huh? Yeah, well, well, that's the thing. Combat I, I diver. Guess if I was in the water, <laughs> yeah, it would yeah. be a little creepy if like, something like swam by and like grabbed myself. But I would still feel like if it was, like I could still beat up a mermaid. I feel like I could beat you up in Dude, the water. Well, actually, that's what I was going to say. But how many times have you been like totally eviscerated by a woman? Who you, yeah, you could, if, if you, if you were so inclined, you could beat one, one up. Time. Yeah, but they're, they, they could still just destroy you. No, there was one time when I was in the <laughs> that is true. That I was is trying true. to get on a bus, and uh, this we'll call her Chrissy. We're not going to say the last name, but her first name was Chrissy, and she fucking beat the shit out of me. I was like, I don't understand what's going on. Why am I getting beat up by this girl? But I you was probably asked for rock. it. You probably asked for it. No, I no, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna side with Buddy on that one. He really does, he's, he's really non confrontational. That being said, it could be a sexual thing for Buddy. I don't get it. Like, all of shit. those stories, not to sound like Joe, but all those stories, like the Japanese one, like, yeah, that sounds apparently, like, like if you read, if you read up more on it, the general actually, their general, they brought the general to the location and they apparently saw another one. You mean Admiral? Like, there's a whole no, it was a general. It was Japanese army. Oh, the Japanese was general. Yeah. 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 So they actually yeah, sure. brought him to that location where they shot at the mermaid. There's a whole article on it. Um, and he apparently saw the mermaid as well on this island. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, I don't believe I in it either, that. buddy. This is the first time it where I'm like, sounds eh. a lot like some Japanese soldiers in 1943 saw that the war wasn't really going the way they wanted <laughs> to. So they got a hold of some sake. And they yeah. sat out and they talked about the world's problems and how yeah. if they were Tojo, they would they would have done it. They got hammered. They started shooting their guns. And then, you know, Captain whoever came out and was like, oh, what do you do? And they were like, oh, mermaid. And yeah, then yeah. it was like, fuck, there's so oh. I guess. We yeah, exactly. Someone was getting yeah. written up, oh, you know, they or really whatever. They super aggressive mermaid. Come. What, about, what about Christopher Columbus? Oh, you go the guy that said that he discovered oh, yeah, he, a brand new place, but yeah. he wouldn't buy yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. he would never theory. say that he, yeah. Yeah. That he saw mermaids. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, all of those people stand to gain by uh, by mermaids being plausible. I would say it's a then also what do you have? Go, you know, stand to gain oh, like no, just. I'm not. I am not. Uh, I'm old enough to remember a uh, a little movie back in the '80s called Splash. Yeah, I remember that movie. If mermaids are that hot, come on. Right next they to Porky. Right next to Porky. They are, yeah. though, that's the thing. Seduce away, mermaids. Seduce away. Exactly, right? Now, I mean, you're going to die of something. You might as well die that way. Dude, how cool would it be not a bad way to go out? out? What about the Zimbabwe divers, buddy? The Zimbabwe divers. They were trying to fix the dam and supposedly spotted mermaids. First of all, how quit. is the dam broken? Is it not blocking water anymore? What are we talking about? Like, what the fuck are we rationally talking about? I already forgot broken. what the topic was. It's a broken dam. It's a dam that is, is a pretty broken. significant problem. You might want to do yeah. something about this. Like, yeah. have a nuclear power plant. It's on yeah, the Yeah, there's front. two reasons for a dam. One, to stop the water from going to another country yeah. or to stop a town from getting flooded. Supposedly, so this like, dam, I'd have, to, I'd have to look it up again, but supposedly, this dam is still not fixed because nobody wants to go back. You should go. You should do a show from the dam. The dam's not fixed because it's in the bottom. What are you doing, Bernie? 
get the Packers in Zimbabwe. That's All right. right. So they probably don't have great roads either, and their school system sucks. I think I think Buddy's yelling so Buddy, loud his audio is not. His audio is actually yeah. It it may have it may have gone on the print, yeah. but that's why the dam's not fixed. Maybe the mermaids are the quote, aliens of the ocean. I can quote the first person that that noticed that it was broken though. Damn. <laughs> that was a bad joke. I am. That one was free. That all was right. free. You don't have to pay for Jason that mermaids, yes. Buddy mermaids, no. You, Nick. you, you're good. You. All yeah. right, that was a good one. I guess got a comment here, uh, McKenna. I appreciate all the all things. I, I want to know, McKenna, are you a veteran? Because we got to get you on the show. She said, uh, a ma- Amber Heard is a siren. So that's <laughs> that was a good one. I, I chuckled at that one. So she might poop on your pillow. And that's a sign that uh, you probably uh, need to go. Um, anyways, the mermaids are 100% not real. Uh, I think they're just, a, I, I think it's a, something that men made up in their minds to, you know, make an excuse for why they continue to let women destroy their lives. So they made up a mythical creature, and when they were t- like, we're talking back in the day, like there's murder, there's murder, there's murder, there's a pretty like, like there's you don't male need mythical creatures well. to destroy your life, like, right? That's what I'm saying. But like when you're, I think it was a bunch of sailors who you know when they came back to port and they were telling stories those three months out to see how they hate their lives. You know when they get back to port, it was about mermaids, and they were actually talking about the women on land. Oh, right? so that was like their. Code yeah, that was their code word. Yeah, yeah, and um, <laughs> okay, because yeah, that that way you know it's just it, you just don't really get in too much trouble. Yeah. With it. but um, and then uh, the bodies, Nick, the pictures. Oh, she's two. Marine Corps. She's Marine Corps. Camp, what about Big, Eric Winchester says, "What about Bigfoot? We covered him already, um, a couple episodes ago." You know, it's funny. There was they, just and a, we, a we know we know that Sasquatch likes humpback whale that. noises. All right, we've already covered this. Yeah. Whoever's asking, ooh, so, what if Bigfoot? And the mermaid hookup. Bang. Then who, that'd be a, some savage who shit. wins? Forget about B, it. That's a that's a and, and then here, here's right the here's the other reason why mermaids don't exist because they obviously didn't follow the evolutionary ladder where this, you know, if you follow that dumb shit in the theory of evolution and some fish decided to start fucking walking on land, it's like did this did this mermaid like all of a sudden just like 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 you know what? Fuck that. I'm halfway past my evolution, I'm going back in. Like, nope, nope, Amish. this is it. Uh, You're <laughs> Amish. It's the Amish <laughs> yeah, of <right>. fish. They <laughs> just Let's get to let's get to Buddy's honesty cap. Hey, for, but anyways, those of you watching, thanks for tuning in. Um, you know, we took a month off for July because that's when most of us do our vacations and have all that good stuff with the family. But we're back. It's August, and we've been waiting a month to hear that the best part of the show, sixty percent of the time, all the time is Buddy Beckwith's honesty cap. So, Buddy, what do you got, man? Well, you know, it, we have been gone for a month, and I've been uh, – I was racking my brain earlier. Because there's – you know, you're trying to think of something to say, and you're That's like, well, there's hard. just too much. There's too yeah. much to cover. Like, in the last month, we've gone through uh, monkeypox. That was a thing. That's still a, a thing, isn't it? Still a no, yeah, it's just declared a state of emergency yesterday. Uh, yeah. Oh my I don't God. follow on that. Oh. I don't follow up on that shit. Because it, it's I, actually an STD. It, it most mostly hits gay men. So yeah, well, we won't say that. Like, like, popped up. Really wasn't there that, that huge orgy supposedly that happened in California, and then all those people suddenly had monkeypox? <laughs> I read yeah. an article about yeah. that three days ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
Just saying. Say, well, weird. Weird. So, you do dirty yeah. shit, you get dirty. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the, uh, Funny how that works. <laughs> the president of these United States apparently. Hope it was worth it. Might have been for a few. Yeah. Some might have enjoyed it. Yeah. They got like words in their faces and arms now. Go ahead. Well, that's the thing. Where does it come from? I don't like, know. Is it, like, is it. Or, or is it like the you know? Like, no, it's it, a sec- it's, it's a sexually transmitted. It's an STD that they won't call it that because they're trying to get mail in voting again. But where did it yeah, come yeah. from? No, really, where did it where did it originate? Monkeys, a monkey. <laughs> just like where like, was the first monkeypox outbreak? Just like AIDS, the last the last like, the last know, disease to kill all the homosexuals. Was it AIDS. Europe or was it, it from was somewhere it from in Asia? Supposedly again? from monkeys. Remember, yeah. I don't know if you remember, AIDS was at one point. Oh, it's just the monkeys. It did Lots come from monkeys. Coming from monkeys. Bats, apparently. We just need yeah, to start going wholesale. Bats just killed a shit ton of people. Yeah, we need to go wholesale yeah. on these uh, rogue <laughs> animals. These rogue biological warriors that are out here just... I they're think taking, the, and they're taking the planet back, man. They said we're going to get yeah. rid of these humans, you know? I mean, yeah. if you could just keep your dick in your pants around the monkeys, I think we'd all be fine. Someone, there's <laughs> one or two weak links yeah. in our race yeah. that Who's are that messing that it up for everyone. Who's out here at the zoo looking at monkeys and just going, God, <laughs> I mean, we say that about some people with donkeys, right? You know, just saying. Donkeys and goats, really yeah. There's this, uh, there's this half an inch of plexiglass between me and that fine monkey butt. That's what well, I'm How do you think somebody there. figured out goat skin condoms would work the first time? You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing different. See, the president Genius. we found out that a president apparently has uh cancer. Uh his words, not mine. Like he's he's got the cancer. Uh so now we're we're looking at uh Miss Harris and, and Miss Pelosi to be the president and vice president at some point. That, works. that ought to be that ought to be fun. That should be a good experiment for the the like I can't wait until <laughs> North Korea finds out that. Nancy Pelosi is the vice president. Like her husband is going to get all the drinks and just a go kart or something to drive around. Going to be going to be sick. Uh, let's see, Europeans. <laughs> She's have, old uh, too, isn't she? Pelosi's like I, uh, old as fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's like in well, her eighties. Uh, Apparently, she told her staff that she wanted to tie one on, and they flew her to Taiwan. You know, and she's like, "No, I just wanted to get drunk." So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, well, you're drunk already. We didn't know yeah. you wanted to get more drunk. We figured you wanted to go to Taiwan. Uh, let's see. And then my very favorite thing that's happened in the last month is that the uh, the Europeans who love to look down their noses at us backwards, fucked up Americans realize that air conditioning is a thing. I love it. They're a little heat wave that's like killing the British like it's Nazi bombs in 1942. And they're like, I don't know. Get an air conditioner. That's what we do. We condition our air so that we can live. Dave's over here in Arizona. It's a hundred and Satan's balls outside, and he's in a t-shirt just chilling in the house, hasn't sweated one bit. You know why? Because we have machines for that. We invented something. Maybe five, hundred and five today. Maybe they should look into it. And, and they would be a lot better off. They can con- condition their own air. I'm just saying. These are really the only honesty caps I have because I've been too busy reading A Perfect Fucking Life. 
So yeah, that was a good segue. I see what you did there. Uh, yeah. I just, I, ju I just, I just have to, you know, comment again before Dave even thinks about it when he tries to say that like Europe is somehow anywhere remotely better than the United States at anything. It was, it's just like, you know, it's just like they suck, right? They're stupid, right? They, like, it's, it's stupid. Yes, they're stupid. Mm -hmm. They they used all their natural resources. They had to go find other ways around, like to find all that stuff. Like they they really ruin everything. All right, so we won't even get into that. Like, <laughs> I would um, say that they're yeah. stupid. Yeah, they are. They're I yeah. I think they kind of helped with NASA because we yeah, like, they, they helped with NASA. To... Okay, great. I mean, you do you do yeah. you do realize that they you, did. You do like, you do realize that Braun had a great. You do realize we are yeah. all yeah. Yeah. all of European Shit. descent. All right, uh, except you, for like, also... some other people, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Like, but you are not referring to that right now. You are referring to your. I'm referring to right now, not not. Well, think about it. Everyone that came ago. over here just left to get, to get the fuck out of there. Right, because I mean, they were yeah. stupid. Yeah. No, no, no. You know, well, here, Europeans, Europeans were smart in the 1940s. The problem is that we exported all of them. Right, we export all the Germans. That's exactly what happened. We, we brought all the Germans over. Yeah, and that's yeah. why we. Are and again, yes, Europeans. There are definitely some European countries over there. We're like, what the fuck? Yes. So, no, like, like, we're not buddy talking about saying, individual countries. Like Buddy yeah. was saying, it was like, like, you know, they they're bitch about America, and then all of a sudden they all die because it got hot out. It's like, yeah. You know, like innovation, motherfucker. You know, like weird, weird how that works. Uh, it's a different way of life over there. Yeah. My buddies yeah, were losing their shit when I posted that picture with Lennon the other day, uh, showing them the AR, kind of just teaching them, you know, what an AR looks like, all that good stuff. And all my buddies from Germany were hitting me up. You should get them a fucking instrument. How about trying an instrument? You know, and I said AR-15 <laughs> is an instrument. Dude, <laughs> right. that's, they were messaging me and losing it. You know, yeah. America, mass shootings, <laughs> and kids with guns. You know, that's like literally the only thing they could think of because that's just being portrayed in the, in the media yeah, that way. Well, but, how, it was, how it was insane, it man. If we taught American children how to safely handle a weapon under wow, the right? of that, that weapon, concept, right? As take, opposed to just being like, never ever yeah. look at them. Yeah. You but mean you mean a, take the curiosity factor away? Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I a concept. Been, uh, what a concept. I remember being a kid and my dad taking me out with a, a regular rifle and putting a roast beef out and making me shoot it to go, hey, look, this is what happens when you shoot people. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Don't uh, don't shoot people. Yeah. It, you don't you don't come back from that. Yeah. yeah. It was wild, man. They yeah. lost their shit over that picture. They yeah, it's because they're stupid. <laughs> and I hope they're watching. So I was trying to say it before, and you interrupted me. Like I said, it's because they're stupid. But anyway, okay, um, we'll get over it. There's things that I'm dumb about, but not many. All right. Um. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I get the distinct pleasure uh, coming back from our vacation to introduce our guest. Now, Jason Lee Morrison, all right, he's a Marine Force recon stud, and people don't realize this, but, I, I you know, the only time I really don't troll anybody is, and I, I, I do a little bit, but it's on LinkedIn, right? And LinkedIn, guys, if you're not on there looking for talent, looking for people trying to make a difference, that's a good spot to go uh, see people who are actually doing something. And uh, that's uh, I ran this it. portion of the show is sponsored by LinkedIn. yeah LinkedIn. <laughs> Get on well, your LinkedIn account. Yeah. Maybe but anyways, like, no, but I, that's where I, that's where I uh, met Jason, and uh, I saw I saw the book title. I'm like, that is a great book title. All right, it's a perfect fucking life, right? And I'm like, I got to read this, and this is perfect because this is perfect for us. It's perfect for a lot of people. This book is great for uh, you know combat veterans, other veterans, and anybody else who kind of just 
you know, turns their brain on and off at certain times because one, we've been, a lot of us have been trained to, so, you know, threat, not a threat trained here, this way, that way looking, but you know, as buddy, as buddy's always funny on his honesty caps and my book of Earl, people are always like, just write it down. Like, why don't you guys write it down and make a book? And it's exactly what Jason did. Uh, and, and it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, please go get it. Uh, he'll, he'll throw the plugs out there. But if you have, it's not, it's not a long read because it was written by a Marine, but uh, it's, you know, you it, it actually, exactly. actually, yeah, it you know actually, my favorite, you know what my favorite part of this book is, Nick? My favorite part of this book is that it looks substantial. Like it looks. Right. And then like, you open, but, yeah, pages, people think you're actually reading you something just, cool. You can only fit two sentences on one page. Because <laughs> it's like a paragraph on a page. And you're just like, yeah, what are you reading? Oh, it's uh, the memoirs of, uh, it's called The Perfect Fucking Life. And it's really just, um, you know, some rants, some thoughts, um, some poetry. You get to say poetry. You're a dude, and you're like, oh, I'm reading poetry. Do you yeah, read yeah, that while you're walking around the, yeah. on campus, yeah. buddy? Or, or do you still go to college? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It hasn't started yet, Dave. It hasn't started yet. We got a couple Start weeks, okay? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But, no, we got uh, – so we got Jason Lee Morrison on the Trash Talk Hour. Uh, again, former uh, Marine recon, all right, uh, a stud. And then one of the passages I'll, I'll introduce him with from his book is – uh poetry is not dead the poets are but we found we found a poet and uh happens to be a poet that you know stacks some bodies so jason you know welcome it? what jason welcome to the trash talk you know hour it. tell us your story a little bit tell us you know why you wrote the book where people can find the book and you know, i don't know just be fucking funny cheers god damn cheers. it yeah <laughs> the last part's a bitch <laughs> i have a shitty personality man yeah. <laughs> let it out brother let it out no thanks guys man so it's first of all cool just to hang out with you guys and it's cool to see this kind of uh stuff going on in the veteran community i i i'll be honest i fucking hate the veteran card because it's like eh, i feel sorry for me this but this isn't that this is like hey we're we are uh this is the thing about, about veterans when they come back, you know, get out of the service, whatever. And I'm not talking about all of them. There are definitely some plenty of limp dicks out there. Uh, but it's like you're try, you trying to drive your bumper car around, and you're really frustrated at it. And it's not because you don't know how to drive a bumper car. It's because you're a fucking Formula One race driver. <laughs> and you've been driving yeah. freaking Formula One cars for the last 10 years. And now everyone's pissed off at you because you, you can't figure out your bumper car. You know, like that's life coming from an ultra intense lifestyle when life and death is on the line. And it's not always life and death, but you have to freaking, I mean, that's what you're, that's what everything is focused on. But and then more you come often back than not, to, it is. What's that? I said more, more often, often than, than not. not yeah. It is. Like, well, either way, if you aren't paying attention, it'll come up and you won't be paying yeah. attention. And guess what's going to happen next? So, um, Anyway, the uh, I think that's I think veterans are kind of uh, misunderstood by themselves in some ways, and definitely by everyone else because we don't even know what the fuck's going on in our own heads. But um, it's not a thing of incompetence. It's a thing of uh, you know, if you lived on Mars for ten years, you'd probably have a hard time, you know, assimilating back into another another freaking planet it's it is it, it is another planet um 
when you're when you you guys know when you when you it occurs to you that I could be dead in three seconds when I'm rolling out the gate or whatever, and that's a fact. And you know it's not just a maybe. There's a good, maybe even a probability of it happening. Yep. And you jock up anyway and you go out. It doesn't get any less scary, at least for me. <laughs> it, this shit was terrifying. Fuck but yeah, the, cool, was. The, the cool part about it, though, it was this just it's fuck terrifying as fuck. But it was just as fun as it was terrifying, to be perfectly honest. I, the, yeah. You know what I mean? And oh, I yeah. think that... I hate yeah. to say it like yeah. that because people are going to misunderstand. I think I'm some sadistic bastard, but it is actually really fun to shoot at people. I mean, oh, damn. And it's then a, it's the a, bullets it's come back your way and it's fucking horrifying. So it's the same thing going on. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, your normal life has this kind of wavelength thing. In your combat, it's like big ups, big downs. You've expanded the, you've really expanded your, your capacity to, uh, your capacity of experience, Right. It's not that, so, so it's still the same things. It's just the, the intensity has increased. Anyway, I think that's, so that's a lot of, um, I think what we kind of go through as veterans is trying to figure out what's going on in our own heads. Um, and, and other people are, you know, trying to figure us out too. So it's kind of a, it's, it's a shit show. But there is, the reason I wrote the book I was deployed for, I was in OF1, and then I banged around the desert for, I most of my time was I was a contractor, a nasty, dirty war profiteer. But uh, I had a great time, and I got to see a lot of stuff for seven or eight years. Let me get years. $5. What's that? Let me get $5. I know you yeah. need that money. Dude, yeah. I yeah. spent yeah. all that shit. That bank account's <laughs> got some commas in it. If you read if you read if you read the book, money. Dave, you know that doesn't have commas in it anymore. <laughs> but very but actually good great segue. Um there when I, I transitioned there. out of being a gunfighter into I actually was a like a nerd for uh you remember JIDO, Joint ID Defeat Organization? Mm-hmm. And they had this thing called the COET Counter Operations yep. Intelligence Integration Center. Somehow I got a job at the COET and I thought my job was going to be like the special operations liaison to the nerds. So like, hey, we have uh, this uh, request for intelligence support came in. Please explain it to the analysts. That, that's what I thought the job was going to be. No, I was in charge of all the data centers for special op- for USOCOM. I didn't know shit about anything. So I had to learn this shit on the down low. Anyway, so I got into this whole other world. So point is, I transitioned from being a gunfighter for seven or eight years in, I mean, I was about 15, 16 years of carrying a gun, but eight or so in, you know, war. And then uh, now I'm back in the States, like, doing normal shit. And all of a sudden, my life starts just falling to, to, to pieces, you know, like, I just suck at it all of a sudden. And uh, I didn't, I had heard of PTSD, I'd heard of all this stuff, but of course we all thought that that only happens to, you know. Like guys like Dave. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does, it's not, it doesn't manifest itself the way you would think in the movies. It's kind of cool. Like, oh no, I feel, I dream about snapping necks at night. No, you just, you suck at life and you, you're, you, you know, you, 
You become a life suck on those around you who love you. It's not, there are no pretty things about this, these, these problems that we go through. It's not a, it's not a sexy problem. It's, it's, it's a very, it's a cringy problem. I mean, it is not, I mean, I would say at least all the shit that I went through was. No, you're so, right. I, I made a joke right before you went real deep. So I just stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this is good. This is good. So what, uh, what the book is, uh, my life, like, totally went into the toilet, job, family, career, the whole, everything. Went down from hero to zero overnight. And at that, like, at the lowest point in my life, I'd lost my security clearance. I had a TSSCI, and so that's what allowed me to do my job back eat in a D.C. or whatever. Um, that's top secret, whatever. Uh, clearance which allowed me to do this analytical and data shit for the government um that was my career after the the gunfighting thing and overnight that ended and i went down to nothing dude i was 38 years old nothing ended up living in my parents basement like the lowest point in my life and i'm like what do what do i do now and it's and i'm sitting around kind of feeling sorry for myself and i, and I thought you know hey this is kind of an interesting opportunity it looks ugly, and it is ugly, actually, but I'm actually at a neutral point in my life to where I can decide to do anything that I want to do, anything at all, uh, because I have nothing to do right now. I can't do any of the things that I was doing before, so I might as well pick something I really want the most and go for it. And so I started thinking about it, and I realized, you know what? I've, I've always written when whenever something you know, since I was a kid, I always used to write stuff down because it made me, it helped me think through it, process it. I was like, what the hell, man? I'll be a writer. And uh, everyone thought I was nuts. I thought I was nuts for even like telling anyone else that that was what I wanted to do. And I think, and here's something, and this is very important, especially for veterans. If you don't dream big enough to make other people roll your eyes, their eyes at you, you're, you're, you're pussing out. You're selling yourself short. Because you, you have, like, like I said, you're a Formula One driver. You can do so much. You can't according to their metrics or whatever. Maybe they are their best go-kart driver that ever existed. But you aren't going for that. So me, like, picking, hey, I want to be a writer. That was, like, that's, like, the equivalent of saying, you know, okay, I'm going to be a, you know, in the NFL or whatever. It's totally no snowball's chance in hell it could ever happen. But like I said, I had no other thing, nothing else to do. So what the hell? And the only thing to write about, and I thought maybe I'd be a novelist. So I didn't know. I just knew I could write well. So, and the purpose, the reason that I wanted to write was only so that I could write well. So that other people, would, I could communicate with other people. Not uh, to be more, more gooder. More gooder. More gooderer, I think is the <laughs> right, right way. Um, so anyway, I, but I'm, I'm trying to like, create a novel or I, I didn't know what to write but I was going through all this shit and I just started writing down little things that would come into my head that's why each of those damn you know some of those pages there's only a couple lines on there mm -hmm. but those things are epiphanies <clears throat> to me of that really helped change how I viewed um life because and it's actually in the book it's not about it's not necessarily all about what you know it's more to me about how you think about what you know because me and you can know the very same thing. 
And if you're thinking about it in the right context and I'm thinking about it in the wrong context, it makes a huge difference, right? Anyway, um, I started just jotting down these notes and writing these poems and stuff out as I was going through this stuff. And most of it is not happy, lovey stuff because that is not the kind of things I was going through. This was like the, like I said, the lowest point in my life. And I was just like writing out as the, as the, uh, the pressure squeezed everything out of what was left to me, I would write the shit down. And I didn't think I was writing a book at the time. I was just putting shit in a notebook. Um, then after, and there's a lot that went on in between there, but after a few years, um, a couple of years, I turn around and I, I'm still like disappointed in myself because I don't have a writing project or whatever yet, but I turn around and I look back and I'm looking through all my old notebooks. Um, and remembering all these lessons that I've learned that have really helped me uh, transcend, not, not just get incrementally better because, well, uh, but actually become, it's not about doing things better. It's about becoming something, something better that can, that can do things better. Anyway, so long and long and short, the, uh, the, it wasn't supposed to be a book. It was just a bunch of bullshit that I was writing down, but it was all in chronological order. And I ended up going back and reviewing it and realizing that like this is the in between the lines of of a of a veteran of anyone of someone with post traumatic stress of and dude it's not just war it's divorce and all I you know I think we 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 try and claim the corner on the PSD PTSD market it's not true especially yeah. after this COVID thing. Mm -hmm. Remember when we first went to war and we were like, everyone knew that a lot of us were going to die. We just didn't know who, we didn't know when, we didn't know how many. Remember that? We thought they had WMD, we thought they had Chembio, all that shit in Iraq. Rolling. Yeah. Everyone knew that there was going to be, we were expecting, I think we were expecting uh, at least 25%, 30% casualties when we first rolled in before the mm -hmm. invasion. Um, so we knew death was coming. That's the same kind of feeling that everyone else in the whole planet had when they found out about COVID. We had already been through it. I don't know about you guys. When I heard about COVID, I was like, oh, I'm familiar with this place. I've been here before. <laughs> yeah. I know what this feels like. It's well, like that's a precursor to a war. Well, we said, eh, whatever. We started better in trash talk during COVID because Very we knew COVID. that there would be people yeah. that wouldn't know how to handle this expectation. It's like, no, no, you're good. Let's do it. Hey, let's, let's, let's start talking Perfect. through some things. This is our time. We're all home. We're all watching Zoom. Let's let 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 let's do it. Well, dude, um, I would say for you guys that you applied just as much to anyone else. What I'm trying to say is like the perfect fucking life is not just about veterans. It's not just for veterans, as you had just said. But I would say the same thing about veteran trash talk. Um, I think other people could learn a lot from this because of the experiences that uh, merge together into like what what you guys are producing. Is I mean. If, I don't know about some of the jokes and stuff, but <laughs> just fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, nobody would get them. Nobody would get half of them, and the ones that did get them would go, I don't believe I said that. Uh, uh, Jason, the veteran thing's a different happens. culture, so I'm not saying that everyone would like would like get it, but what you guys are doing, and that's the point of the perfect fucking life, is to address not uh, like a demographic, but address people who've gone through some pain, through some yeah. shit. Yeah, that's, that's the point. And uh -huh. when you when you boil it all the way down, uh, it does that. It doesn't matter if your trauma is from getting, you know, getting wounded or 
watching a buddy a die or watching your mom get run over on the freaking freeway it was a friend of mine it happened to be a friend of mine like it's trauma dude and mm -hmm. with covid the whole world just experienced the first phases of, of traumatic stress because they didn't just like we didn't know we just knew that we had this weird weird ominous feeling that a bunch of us are going to get twacked pretty soon we just don't know who or when same thing man yeah. So I think it's cool that we can kind of help guide other people through this because we didn't know what people, we heard about PTSD, Vietnam veterans and all this. Um, Gulf War syndrome was kind of like- Shell whatever. shock. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. didn't really know what it was. We thought it was kind of bullshit for pussies, whatever, frankly. But um, it's kind of neat because the veteran community has like a, a voice now if people would listen to it uh, because we've kind of wrecked it out. We've been there. We've been there recently. So mm -hmm. that's what- I'm hoping the book does is um, I, I really hope it, it's gotten a great response for veterans for one, because a lot of people have told me, Holy shit. If I could have, if I could write down what I'm thinking and what I've been thinking as I go through this stuff, this would be that, but I think right. it's more than just, you know, for us, it, it, it is more, it is more. And uh, let me, uh, let me caveat off of that, as a safety brief would say. It would behoove you to listen. All right. Um, no. I, and again, we've had a we've had a multiple uh, veteran authors on the show, and they do really well on here because you know, as you guys send us the books and we read them, you know, then you get another veteran's perspective, and then we're all war fighters on the screen. So you know, and then and like we talk about, like you said, we started attracting a lot of non-war fighters on. Uh, on veteran trash talk because ptsd that ranges from so many different things it yeah. it, it doesn't have to do with getting shot at like mm -hmm. that, that could be the least of your worries yep. you know just being in a small room for two years you know out of your life and like in hot shitty weather like all kinds of stuff just what like but whatever but you, your book like uh it reminded me a little bit of uh win anderson's i don't know if you if you read his book wombat Wombat. So, yeah. yeah, he was uh he was he's a he's a pilot now, but he was an infantry guy before he became a pilot in the army. And the way he talked just allowed people to understand how we talk about things while we're deployed. And it was like it, it just made a little bit of a bridge for people to see it. And I thought you had a really good point about um how you can't expect civilians to understand veterans because we don't understand ourselves. And when we started Veteran Trash Talk, we got a lot of people commenting, coming in, and it was like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, it's like, so that, that, that was perfect. What I wanted to lead into a question with you uh, is, I, two things that resonated when I read the book was, you get what you want, and comfortable is the worst disease in America. Right. I, I thought those two things when I read those were like, yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell motherfuckers for like the last two years when I had a little bit of a platform was like comfortable is like the is a, it's a disease. And then uh, you get what you want. Would you mind explaining that? And maybe like what <laughs> about your service uh, you know, brought you into that writing? Um, yeah. The, well, the always you always get what you want. That that occurred to me because. I don't write this. Uh, it sounds like I'm writing advice to people. I'm not. I'm writing all of this, the shit that I've fucked up in my life. That's no, 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 right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah. That's how I learn stuff because I make a mistake. Because you I, tried. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I realized as I'm struggling with, you know, whatever it is in my life, what I think I want, if I were to, you know, make your, make your five-year plan, write all that shit down, that kind of thinking, you know, okay, I'm going to write down what, what I want. Why am I not there? Why am I not closing the gap on that? Well, it's because you're getting what you actually want. You're not getting abs because you're getting ice cream. And you actually want ice cream. You just want ice cream right now. You want you want abs in the in the long term, but you want ice cream right now in the 10 seconds, next 10 seconds. And so you you get what you want. And so you always get what you want. If you really, really want abs, then you're gonna give up the ice cream. It's just like what you want a lot of stuff. You you just have to uh, for me. It's, and I said this before, I think it's a lot more about who you're becoming than, than, than what you're doing. And the other, the other part of that is that um, it, it took me 38 years to realize what I really wanted in life. And I'm not saying that there's only one thing you'll ever want in life. Some people, you know, some people, they want to be a doctor since they're a kid or a lawyer or whatever. And so they go to school and they get, they get a map. They get, you know, they get a map and it has an X on it. And they're like, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going that direction. Boom, I got my map. Good. They go there and they go to school and they, whatever. They're a doctor. I don't, most, at least for me, I did not get a map. <laughs> I got a fucking compass and an azimuth. And I don't know what is out there, but I know that's the direction that I have to go. And as I follow that, as so you're a surveyor, I don't know about that. I don't give me that much credit. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I just know that I have to go a certain direction. And when I I think that's when you incrementally find what you want along the way. Like, okay, first I wanted to be a fighter pilot. That didn't work out. So I, I ended up in uh, the Marine Corps. Um, and I really wanted to be a recon marine, so I became a recon marine. But I didn't want that for the rest of my entire whole life. And things are going to change. You are going to change as you develop. You're going to want new shit. But finding out, the point is, finding out what you really want is probably the hardest question that you will face in life. Getting what I want is not a hard question. Because remember, you always get what you want. That, that's easy. That's a little bit of self-control. Don't eat the ice cream. Go to the gym. Finding, figuring out what it is that you actually want, that's a much harder question. And like I said, I was 38 before I realized, and I, like I said, I'd always written since I was a kid. It was actually annoying to me because I'd sit down and start writing and like six hours later, I'd lift my head up and be like, what the hell just happened? And I have, you know, only a page or whatever of, of writing. But it, so it, it bugged me. It was like an annoyance. So I just... <laughs> realize that hey that's that's me man the reason i'm taking six hours and i don't realize it's gone by is because maybe that's something i should pay some attention to right so so that's so uh as far as um you know you always get what you want that's what i was that's what i was driving toward on that um it's just it was just a kind of this reality check for myself uh to to don't complain about what it's, it's like the, the quote that says, uh, you know, life don't owe you shit. 
you owe you shit. The same thing. Like if you if you aren't getting if you actually have finally put the rigor into discovering what you want in life, and you have discovered, then you found that, and you aren't there. That well, you're uh, you're not wanting hard enough. You're not wanting right. I guess you're getting what you want right now. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So it's I mean it's kind of oversimplifying it. There, there definitely is some. I mean, going through the process of publishing this book and getting it out, and that's. I'm sure there's so many people out there that have written amazing books better than mine that never seen the light of day because things, the stars didn't align or whatever. But, but if I've you read four, I've it, read four books and I've never seen one like this. So it's, thanks, it, man. I appreciate it. Could it. be a good thing. Or I mean, that thing. could be, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Either, I'm, well, I'm, I just, think he's trying to say it's a good thing. I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to listen to anything else you say. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I appreciate that. It, it is. And, Actually, that's a, a problem that I faced because I would float this by publishers and it's like, this isn't a genre. There's nothing else. Like, well, compare it to something. <laughs> uh, that's, why it, that's why I like that you can read it in three hours because either you'll love it in the first five minutes and throw it away or uh, you read the rest of it. Um, and so, yes, it is unique. It is different. But so I'm working actually. So this is the all in between the lines of everything that like i said all this stuff i was going through it's not the stuff i'm not it's not like talking to a guy who's going through a divorce and just like oh my god shoot me in the face right now please because i've been through a divorce so i know i've been that guy um because all you can think about all you can talk about is your hardship and trial and this and that and it's it sucks going through that but after a while your best friends are like bro <laughs> it's been a year yeah snap <laughs> the fuck out of it it's time to yeah. <clears throat> a year. Mine, mine waited uh, four days, and they were like, "Hey, man, you let's just go out because you're you're fucking you're bombing us out." Dude, because the best advice out. I ever I had when I was going through that shit was uh, a friend of mine was like, "You know what you need to do?" I was like, uh, "What?" He's like, you need to just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was really offended, man. It pissed me off. But then cool. I was like, "You know what? This might work." And no shit, I quit talking about it. I quit yeah. thinking about it so much. And guess what? It it helped it it helped me process through it helped me go away hey, if you're constantly putting out negativity you got negative thoughts floating around in your mind man that's just what you're going to put out and that's what you're going to take in and it just sucks man yeah you listen when people to say get over it you know a lot of people i tell people when i have phone calls with buddies all the time and i'm like bro you just need to get over it like dave that's fucked up and i'm like yeah no, bro. You can't, it's not get over yeah. it's just yeah. quit talking about it and you yeah. will yeah. just let yourself heal let yourself Correct. heal they got You got to change. have choices in Dave, life. Dave, you yeah. got to change the narrative. You got to ask them if they want wooden nails, All right? And they say, "What for?" So you can build a bridge and get the fuck over it. Because right? like, <laughs> you I might have you. to work. You yeah. might have to work to get yeah. over it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's possible, you know. Like, but I know it's Buddy's true, been itching to ask you some questions because this is rare that you see pull tabs on a book. All right, oh, so it must be a college. It must be a college fan? thing that he. Oh wrote. shit! So, so like right. he, he's got some. He's got. I used my airline <laughs> ticket to mark what I wanted to say. So <laughs> yeah. <that's good>. yeah. <laughs> well, that's where he opened the book and started reading. Don't. Yeah. Page, page seventy four. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so no, but on. Uh, so you have a a really good poem about uh, PTSD in there, um, and I think uh, it's on page twenty four. If uh, you two nerds want to follow along. The uh, but no, it's on page 24, but it really uh, it really talks about um, what a lot of us go through and a lot of us don't really talk about. It's kind of the you know, you've lived such an ex 
it, it like everything is so extreme while you're deployed or while you're in the military, you know, everything from, you know, you got to get up at five o'clock in the morning and stand guard. Well, why? Cause if you don't, you'll die. Like <laughs> if you, uh, you know, you, you need to brush your teeth a certain way. Well, why? Cause if you don't, you'll fucking die. Like if you, you know, I, you fucking make sure you walk on the, the fucking footprints of the person in front of you while we're walking through here. Why? Cause if you don't, you'll fucking die. Don't yeah. fucking no, or just, just blow a leg off. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything, everything's so intense. And then all the relationships you have while you're in the military are super intense. Um, the, uh, the people that you come in contact with, all, you know, everything is like, tweaked out to the to the freaking max and then you get back to the states and you've already prioritized everything like should i care about this is it something that if i don't do it i'll die or if it's something that i'll just add hey, like future me problems i'm not worried about it like who cares um but you talk about it but instead you're talking about it like a in like a as it goes to like food and appetite and how you you don't you you realize that you just don't have the same taste, like you're not experiencing things the same way that you experienced them before. And so now you're just searching for that experience, but you can't really, like nothing tastes the same. Uh, and I think that putting that in, like even in the poem for, you know, some guy that's an idiot from North Alabama, I can- What are you talking about? You're at the Harvard of the Southeast. Well, now I am at yeah. the Harvard of the Southeast. You know, I have- Austin, Austin Peay. So I'm no. good. Austin Peay State University. No, no big deal. Home of the Gubs, not a big deal. Um, but you know, it's it's written in a way that if you read it and you really think about it, it's 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 pretty easy to understand. And then right after that, you talk about the 22 push-up thing, and and we've talked about it extensively on the show. You know, if you, great, you did 22 push-ups. A, that ain't a lot of push-ups, and B. Uh, you know, it's not doing anything other than bringing attention to yourself. It's not bringing anything to anybody else. It's not helping anybody. It's not doing anything. Um, so I, I really, uh, I really appreciated that poem. I thought it was, it was pretty cool because it's, I mean, I've gone through it before, uh, or and go through it all the time. And then there was another thing on page 103, and this one's for Nick. I enjoyed this one. It's for Nick. And it's just. I'm glad I was living sure. rent free in your head that day. It's real short. I'm glad I was living rent fucking it's free. Real, it's real short. <laughs> and it's a little secret for Nick. If you're really good, you don't need to be arrogant. Mm. <laughs> I love it. I love that one. Uh, but no, <laughs> like reading this book, it, I realized that most of the stuff, and Nick was right when we talked about it earlier, most of the stuff that's in you this book. You just called me right after that? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Most of this stuff, that up, this book, that's why you don't need to be arrogant because other people will do it for you. Uh, the, uh, the, but most of the stuff that's in this book reminded me of conversations like, you know, if you're on top of a, a building, pulling security or in a guard tower or whatever, there are some really odd conversations that go on. But the <laughs> stuff that's in this book really reminded me a lot of those conversations and like, little tidbits of advice that would come out during those conversations and talking to people because you go from like do you think that you could jerk off with a banana peel to like let's discuss the theory of relativity real fast 
while we're up here shooting <laughs> the shit and figuring out if somebody Dude, that's a really good point that i've never thought of before and it probably had a great influence on this because when you got a good guard tower story i do fucking guard tower <laughs> standing standing in line for chow whatever when when you are fucking especially the guard tower when you're fucking pulling security and you're you're facing this way and the other guy's facing this way. You aren't looking at each other. You're watching your sector, but you're talking back and forth about shit. Yeah. Like there's shit that goes through your mind about life, death, Fuck yeah. banana peel jerking off. Every, it's like three, four hours too. Table, you know? <laughs> exactly. It's all yeah, well, the same. You got to stay awake. You got to stay awake. Stupid shit that would normally go through your mind driving to work or doing something, but there's nobody there to like ask or say <laughs> yeah. anything. Now you have the opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, it's literally like being sober and like you smoked weed at the same time. But you're just like, hey, man, hey. Well, that's why the enemy That's why the enemy waits about till two hours into a guard shift change because they're like, okay, they're in deep thought right now. They're in deep. Yeah, and all sudden, whack, 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 boom, boom. Yeah. And we're like, where did that yeah. come from? Oh, shit, we were yeah. talking about banana peels and jerking off. I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know yeah. Either that or you're turning <laughs> into each other like, dude. You think they forgot that we were out here? Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah that's, that's well put, buddy. Really, yeah, it's true. That, that book really reminded me of, like, I mean, specifically, it reminded me of sitting on uh, on guard on top of buildings, like, just discussing things with other people, and then somebody somebody wrote it down. Uh, so I, I think it hits home. You guys are talking about the bus route at Spiker? Or what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so, Jason, now I don't know if you watched it through the shows, <laughs> but but soldier, Buddy, right? Buddy is the most qualified garrison soldier in the history of the United States Army. He's, a, soldier he's, a, he's yeah. a combat diver, combat Halo guy, Jedi Master, Jump Master, all 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 this stuff, right? But then every time he deploys, he gets put on these beautiful bases that have like bus routes and shit. It's awesome. So yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> Maybe if you had gone to a couple more schools, some people that needed somebody to teach them some things would have had you around. But they were just like, "Hey, bring the cool guys." Your buddy's PTSD comes from that combat. That karaoke night got canceled. He was He's excited. Like, Look, I could kill all of you. I know how yeah, to. They just never let me do it. Yeah, is that John Wayne on your bicep, brother? It is. I, it is. It is. Dude, John I Wayne's do. my great uncle, bro. No shit. Marion Michael oh, Morris. Really? Yep. No shit. Oh, that's awesome. Uncle I, John, uh, brother. I, I, yeah. I do remember walking in. Can you sign his uh, bicep? He won't wash his arm. Uh, I, I don't wash <laughs> it anyway. Uh, the uh, I remember walking on a spiker at one point, trying to go into uh, the gym to lift, and uh, they had shit. karaoke. They had karaoke night going on. Oh, you guys had a baller gym. Shut up. We did. Uh, we did have a baller yeah. gym. Also, but uh, there right. was a guy on karaoke yeah. night, and uh, he was introducing. Uh, what was it? Uh, Blaze of Glory, but it was like this song reminds me of being here in Iraq, except for instead of like the horse, we're we're riding out on Humvees, and then he starts karaoke some Bon Jovi. And I'm, like, I'm, fucking, I'm done, dude. I'm out of here. I That's where you. your PTSD came from. Yeah, <laughs> you got no idea how much that hurts, I, Dave. Okay, you got no <laughs> idea. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, and then I, I had the midnight show. I mean, this is oh, this is, this is yeah, a great we conversation. We by we by no means have to rush it. Uh, but hey, buddy, lead that into a question. That last whole thirty minute monologue for uh, the, the writer. Well, I mean, I mean, I I just feel like you know, is that where your your motivation come, came from? And then uh, that uh, that whole PTSD poem. It was I, a great poem. I, I really wasn't a, a question. It was just 
that's such a concise, articulate, very good, uh, like, I, I, I don't know. You, uh, he done you did good. He done did you, good. When you you illustrate that. what it's like to, uh, to come back from combat and come back from all those experiences uh, very well uh, in that poem. Uh, that uh, really wasn't man, a question. It was just more of a kudos to you. Well, thank you. But so writing that down was what made me realize what I was thinking, what I was actually going through. I didn't mm -hmm. know this until I wrote it. That's, and that's how I learned. So me, me putting that down on paper and then I read it and I'm like, holy shit, yeah. That's exactly what's going on. It's, it's kind of yeah. strange. Um, because, and that's the, the thing about um, coming back, I don't want to just say PTSD or whatever, but going to war, coming back, going, to, going through some stressful shit and, and coming back out of it, you, you can't really, you don't even really know what's going on in there. There's a lot of shit going on in here that, that you'll never know about. So to sort through it all, I'm trying to like, I, I'm feeling something. What the hell is it? I would encourage any veterans out there that, uh, that, that are listening to this. Or anyone. This, you don't have to be a great freaking writer. Just write shit down. If, if, and I'm not saying that's the only way to do it at all. But if I guarantee you, if, if you, Start just pick up a freaking pencil and start writing. And after a page or a page and a half, maybe a paragraph, maybe a sentence, you're gonna you're gonna start articulating things that you have not been able to do so before. That's the hard the hardest part about writing poetry is that format one it has to sound good, <laughs> but the most thing, most important thing is that it has to make sense and sound good. So in order for it to like really grab someone, you can sound, and this is the thing about art, like I think art without meaning is shart, but it's, it's crap. That, that's just me, but you can make the prettiest fucking- so you all my drawings, that. you mean? <laughs> you want to call them shart? I don't know, do they have meaning? <laughs> no. I mean, if you can find meaning in a, uh, a penis walking around with the cowboy hat on, then yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was bored. I was bored, buddy. Okay, yeah. so I re I redact my previous comment. I want to see that shit. That's <laughs> I would buy that. I had a, uh, I had a <laughs> supply guy. There's serious meaning behind it. <laughs> I had a supply guy in uh, when I was in the 101st. Every we went to JRTC for a month, and every time we had to go to a briefing, he would bring the same notebook, and every single time he would draw the most majestic. Majestic, majestic, majestic. Penises. Is that I, French? I correct because you were a third group. You were a third group, right? Dick face. Uh, uh, group, the, uh, group. Oh yeah. But he would draw the most majestic penises going to space, <laughs> going like slaying dragon. It was awesome. I don't know what happened in any of those briefings. I would just sit there beside him and just be like, mm -hmm. yeah, it looks good. Put more veins in it. Yeah, that's awesome. Super good. <laughs> so welcome, welcome to the trash talk hour. We never know what when the fire starts sparking again. It's awesome. <laughs> he should definitely have like an adult coloring book of just his drawings of penises. You, you might have just made him a millionaire if he's watching. Yeah, like Maybe. Th there you go. Maybe. Like, Jason, adult. where can uh, where can people get this book? Amazon, man. Just Amazon. Okay, yeah, Amazon. Just look up the perfect fucking life. Go for it. 
so you can't is it there's no website to buy um, it i also have a website Amazon. too okay well i just um i just i have a website but i just do all my shit through amazon so that's for now it's it's only i mean it's in barnes and noble too but it's not on bookshelves nice. or anything hey, jason can you stop bragging about the fact that you have an amazon account yeah we have uh <laughs> dave has been tasking an amazon account no, for uh, no. two years now so, no uh, no trying. not a thing but um and then it's a veteran it's a bgt insider our yeah. our fake asian in the background can't figure it out either so hey, uh fine. jason uh, since you have an amazon account would you mind selling some t-shirts dude i would i'll tell you what i will do though no shit i'll pimp your shit on my website because i like to pimp my my buddy's stuff yeah. and we have, have this awesome talk. button called the veteran trash talk button it does fairly yeah. well, but we definitely yeah, want to get it on the episode. <laughs> well, I, like, I have no shit, man. I have a pretty, like, maybe three or four people a month go to my website. So, so you know, that's, so you're going to have a lot more going after this show. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm serious. Like, no, the, the, the authors do really well here, as they should, because I, I, I don't think we've had an author yet where I read the book that they sent us, and I was like, no, nah, this sucks. You know, and it's like, uh, it, it's, I'm telling you guys who are watching the show, for you scatterbrained veterans out there, you guys that are in the civilian world that are just killing it, right? And like he said, write your shit down. When you read this, it obviously, we're, we're all part of the me generation. This generation encompasses, I'd say, six or seven, to include boomers, right? Is that we've all in America decided to make things about me. So when you say something, how does that affect me? Even though it has nothing to do with me, hmm. but I still try to find a way to make it about me. And I fall into that trap too. And I, I like how you said in the beginning of your book, and I wouldn't mind you, uh, if anybody has to go, let, let me know. But because uh, I, I, I really wanted to chat about this. Uh, that whole me generation, when I read the beginning of your book, it said, I may, I may sound hypocritical, right? And it's, and I deal with this all the time with people when I said, just because I know what you're doing wrong now, doesn't mean I'm, I, I didn't do the same thing. And I'm not, well, jud I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that that's not going to work out. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's, you're going to fail. Right. And then they're like, Oh, you're just being a hypocrite. Well, bro, that's a, such a great point, actually. And I love it. People, when people accuse another person of being a hypocrite, what they're saying is that person has fundamental belief system because I don't give a shit who you are. If you believe something, you're going to fuck up. <laughs> you're going to fuck it up. You get, if you don't tell anyone that you believe it and you still believe it, you're still going to fuck up. You're still going to be a hypocrite. If you don't believe in anything, congratulations, you won't be a hypocrite. You will never be a hypocrite if you have no belief system. So good job. Congratulations. Everyone's a freaking hypocrite unless you just are a total limp dick. If you're a limp dick, don't worry about it. You will never be a hypocrite because we all fail and we all learn from that shit. It fucking goes around, man. And that's how you fucking learn about life. You don't fucking go to Beverly Hills looking for wisdom and knowledge and shit. You go where there's pain, man. And uh, I think... Like you said, if you're doing it right, there's going to be a little bit of pain. 
Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Like, you seen a professional athlete out there that's just like sitting around eating bananas or bananas, <laughs> banana peels. Well, you're, jer- you're jerking off with banana peels. Jerking again, off with so banana peels. You gotta sit around eating fucking chocolate chip cookies and shit. There you go, buddy. He had a, he had a real intellectual thought. Dude, totally. got into his head. <laughs> Freudian slip there. I just can't get dicks out of my head now. Banana peels dicks. It is what it is, man. We won't judge you. It's a, it's, a, it's a circumcised dick as a banana. <laughs> I, uh, I expect on your uh, your poem about masturbatory banana peels, uh, you have credit in there. Thanks. Oh, I'll do that, bro. Yeah, I would yeah, definitely. That that sure. I'll see what I can do about that. I'm gonna make a note because I, I was crying into my peel. <laughs> all I knew was all I could so do. So I'm gonna read the book. Write it down, bro. Like just let it out. Let it out. For you. you got it. It's you. So, Jason, I'm, I I haven't read it yet. I just moved, so it's still. Oh, you I, you, I got you, you, uh, you, you moved you moved two months ago. You moved yeah. two months ago. Literally okay, two yeah, and yeah. a half weeks ago. Yeah, but um, anyhow, ago, yeah, thanks. Shut yeah. up, Nick. Yeah. Anyhow, um, I, maybe it says it in the book, but are you going to continue writing? Like, what, what's yeah, your man. what's your plan for the future? So, um, for one. The website is called theperfectfuckinglife.com. So I'm sure that's an easy one to forget. So write it down. (laughs) So uh, there's a lot of shit on there that's out of the book. There's some other stuff coming out. I'm working on my second book. Um, It's called Finally Somehow Home. And it is about, it's actually the the stories about my life and this. Don't worry, it's not all about, the point of me mentioning guys talking about going through divorce and shit is me, me saying that, don't worry, it's not all about me bitching and whinging and shit about the trials and tribulations I went through. It's about an objective, an objective view of, of my life that, um, and then within which I, lessons and shit come up and the shit that I've written. And um, I, that's phase two. It's kind of the origin story for the perfect fucking life. Um, but yeah, I'm writing that down. And a lot of that's already on my website too. Nice. Uh, so it's a little bit different, but there's still, you know, goodies in there, I hope. Um, as far as, well, I know there is, because we all, life's a fucking process, man. Like, if you, no, well, wait a minute. If you aren't paying attention, you can go through life and continue to be a complete dumbass. But if you start paying attention and, you might not know what it's all about when you're going through it, but if you keep like reflecting on it, things are going to link themselves together, and then you will then you will learn what you went through years before was about. In fact, that's why the second book isn't out yet, is because I wrote the first draft of it uh, about two years ago, but I didn't. I still hadn't learned what a lot of what I had been through was about. So I'm actually going back and rewriting it right now. Um, but I also have another, I'm, I'm always writing down dumb shit like it's in the perfect fucking life and like little notes and this and that. And I would recommend this to all you guys too. If you have an idea or a thought or something that means something to you, forget about if you want to be a writer, if you want people to think it's cool, fuck all that. If you, if, if you think of something that you want to remember, write it the fuck down. You, because your natural inclination is, oh, I'll remember that because it's really good. You won't. Put it in a notebook, write it down on your phone, whatever. I've taught myself so much through that. And I go back through my stuff every, I get bored or, you know, freaking Pornhub's jammed up and I can't get on there. So I go through my old notes. And the server's down again. 
<laughs> I have the same problem, but it's when I'm out of banana peel. Because <laughs> he, he got so used to it. You always get what you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, dude, if I go to Dairy Queen, like I can't I can't walk into a Dairy Queen. I got to go to the drive now. PTSD. They got so many banana splits. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it feels awkward. It's like a... It's like being in the sixth grade. The teacher asked me a math problem. Come up the board, and I'm like, I can't. I yeah. Can't. Hey, hey, Jason. When you uh, when when uh, Dave gives you the last word before he closes it out, um, before I do this AAR that we always do, uh, stick around because uh, the the, uh, the the brain started firing a little bit. But a little 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 recap of the show, and uh, we had a. Uh, we had a mermaid discussion. So I want you guys uh, watching to look deep into whether or not you believe mermaids exist and then go ahead and uh, email faceman at VTT, you know, we'll and do a poll. Answer. We'll do a so poll. We, yeah. Yeah. Gendering them, by the way, you guys are yeah. disgusting. Dude, that's a great them. point. They're merm people. Yeah. They're mermans. But, but I, dude, so here's a different yeah. thing though. Merman. Can you imagine right? getting yeah. like, I don't mind getting seduced by sirens as long as they're mermaids. But mermaids. Yeah, yeah. That's Ooh, why mermaids are the more time Buddy yeah. spent on the water, he said he'd never heard a siren because it was always dudes siren into him. It was mermans. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, then, and then he didn't and he didn't want monkeypox, so he didn't mess around with the merman. You were spared, buddy. You were spared. Because you're a combat diver. Mermaidpox. <laughs> not to go to this well one too many times, but they have sea cucumbers. They don't have any sea bananas. Turns out the sea cucumber is hard to jack off with. It I think we lot. send Buddy <laughs> to Zimbabwe, funded by Gruntworks and Veteran Trash Talk, since he's a diver yeah, so, to go fix his dam. Yeah, yeah, go, go, go figure out what the hell's going on over there. Well, first he has to go find the dam and then and fix yeah. the dam. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, so that, that's the damn problem out here. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, uh, we had a great guest uh, with Jason, uh, and he, sure. you know, he's the author of The Perfect Fucking Life. So go to theperfectfuckinglife.com and get it and read it. This book is not going to change your life, okay? But it's going to give you a perspective into just the, like, like he said during the show, the ups and downs of life. And you will pick that up in here. When you read it, you're going to be like, Okay, I see where he is here. I see where he is here. I see where he is here. And sometimes you laugh, you don't really cry, but like uh, you know, it's you'll read your own thoughts. Yeah, you'll read your own you thoughts. That, that was that was a phenomenal way to put it, buddy. Uh read your own thoughts. And then, like he said, write them down. You don't gotta be an author, but write your thoughts down. And then, like I said, I love this line in it. This is the last thing I'll say for the the AAR is comfortable is a disease. All right. And when you're reading through this, you're going to you'll understand that because you've already thought it. And it's I, no, I'll have to bring up another line here is that even minor successes can derail you from the end goal, because as soon as you get little minor successes, like it's like, oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Also, some bad happens and you're like, fuck it, I'm done. Right. And it's like those are minor successes. The end state's still up here. Like, go get it. And um, but yeah, uh, you'll read your own thoughts in this, and hopefully it motivates you to become a better person. And it doesn't matter if you're a veteran or not. Is the the book will help you read your own thoughts, and it will help you, you know, possibly say, "Yep, that that's what I thought too." But uh, all right, that's the AAR. 
Welcome back, Trash Talk family and Grunt Works from our vacation. Uh, go get the damn book. Go get it. All right. Uh, you're gonna you're really gonna like it. I'm telling you. And then plus, if you have a book that says the perfect fucking life on it, like yes. it's like it's gonna create conversation. Dude, you just get like so a, many fucking yeah. chicks for that thing. So yeah, buddy, yeah. buddy will be uh, telling. It's like a little, it's like a little, like a little puppy dog. You're gonna get Not so many chicks with it. It's, yeah. uh, it's all the sex and appeal. And yeah, it's a so. uh, holo guy. So it's a go get it, buddy. You're gonna test it in college. See what happens. Yeah. All right, Dave. Close this out. Hey, uh, yeah, so for everybody that tuned in late, make sure you go to VeteranTrashTalk.com. Uh, that's our website. You can go to YouTube. We need some su subscribers on YouTube. We have, like, what, over a half a million never, followers? We don't care about YouTube. Yeah. That's the problem. Give us a like. Yeah. Smash that like button, whatever. Subscribe. All right, go to GruntWorksClothing.com. already. Check out some of our awesome merch. Today I got the uh, waterboarding instructor. <laughs> Apparently this uh, tank top is not fireproof. I'm just going to leave it at that. But uh, so sorry to anybody that's watching. All right, and that was a, proof. It's not sharp proof. Yeah, and, and, and that and that's actually designed by girls for gunslingers. So it is. It is. You, so you, uh, bur you burned a girls for gunslinger shirt, and that's about all you're gonna get. All right, that was the most attention I was gonna give you. But uh, anyhow, yeah, great show. We will be back next Saturday, and uh, y'all have a great weekend. Thanks hey, for thank you so much, you guys. I don't know awesome. any of that. You story. can stay up.